Well, welcome everyone to the Circle of Championship podcast, right? Circle <laughs> of Championship podcast. As we're doing our top five picks of the week, because we're the only three individuals here. Well, um, except MGC, and I'm not quite sure about the one and only, but that knows about this top five that we're going to talk about. But first, but before we begin, the host of Devious One, I can see here alongside with my brothers, who we, we both run the kings of California here, the kings <laughs> of West, so with the D Generation West. That is right, the minus of pain, ladies and gentlemen. That's right, the minus of pain. And that is Alex and Richard Modest, Championship on the Line Podcast. How are you, gentlemen? Awesome. Thank you. How are you doing? Man? I'm excited, man. Thank you for having us. It's going to be great. Talk about TNA. It's going to be it's gonna be fun. And that, is, and that is right. And here you have it right there. Top five TNA impact. Why well, is that Chris put impact? But only TNA, not TNA. impact here. <laughs> Let's make it TNA. <laughs> TNA end of we gotta put the NWA in there. NWA, right? Yes, we need to do that exactly. Mm-hmm. But definitely, we're here to talk about TNA. Obviously, we knew when it was born, June 19, two thousand two, when it was NWA TNA, founders of the Jerry Jarrett and Jeff Jarrett, and then shortly right after, they became TNA by itself when it separated with NWA until it's until it died out in 2017, rebranded themselves as Impact Wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, but during those 10 years, we enjoyed so much of it. Honestly, gentlemen, you can agree with me, if it wasn't for this, you know, organization to begin with the X Division and having these incredible matches, especially in that division, we will not see or hear yeah. about these upcoming age stars, AJ Styles, Samoa Joe, Frank Kazarian, Christopher Daniels, Amazing Red, you know, Loki. We will Loki. never hear about these individuals ever if it wasn't for total nonstop action mm-hmm. to you know to be to be existing. So that's what we're here to pay a tribute to them and giving our top five favorite TNA matches, not impact for <laughs> TNA. So I'm gonna go ahead and start it off because obviously I want my guest host to you know, they'll go, you know, for last. So I'll start off first. <laughs> My number five will be Kurt Angle, Samoa Joe, Lockdown 2008. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> that one I enjoyed. Even when the first, this was like the end of the trilogy era, because if you, if you recall, that was the third match, I believe, that you had. Yeah. Uh, but this time it was in a lot, in, you know, on Lockdown. It was in a six-sided cage. And this was yeah. like, almost like MMA style. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God! I think Kurt Angle did a phenomenal job, and I'm not here to this AEW, but I'm gonna have to say it. You want to talk about doing like an MMA style type of fight? How they try to do, you know, with Hager and Wardlow? I'm sorry, but this one right yeah. here, yeah. You and know, no one talks about it. Exactly. You know, and it's never brought up in conversation or anything, and it's so underrated. Yeah, definitely. I agree 100. percent It's so underrated that it. That match was, it just had me at the edge of my seat, man. I was just like, oh, my God. And then just seeing Kurt Angle taking those punches, though, like those hard-hitting punches, and they weren't, you know, those were like real ones right there that he took from Joe. Mm -hmm. So I I enjoyed that match. I can watch it over again and over if I can. It's about the time for it. All right. I'm going to have to add another one, too. Another Kurt Angle one here, my number four. And that's just Kurt Kurt (laughs) Angle. 
And, and I'm going to explain why Kurt Angle right now before I'll say my number four. I say ever since Kurt left the WWE at that time, when he went to TNA, he rebranded himself. And I believe that most of his greatest matches, he had more in TNA than WWE. I don't know if you guys can agree with me on that, but I feel that he had better matches in TNA. If you guys want to, if you guys want to debate with me on that, comment below. Tell me if I'm wrong. If <laughs> Kurt Angle didn't have better matches in TNA than WWE, besides Chris Benoit, who else can you tell me that he had a great match with? Shane McMahon, Chris Benoit, who else? Steve Austin. I don't know who yeah, else. Yeah, true. Yeah, that's true. Exactly. So Kurt Angle versus Sting, Victory Road to come. I'm sorry, not Victory Road, Down for the Glory, 2007. And I think this was the first time they were they met each other for the first time. I believe mm-hmm. now finally in the ring, and you know Sting could you know could still go at that time, you know 2007, and they both did a phenomenal job. Uh, both you know a veteran like Sting and seeing Kurt Angle, who you know who ever thought of that of seeing these two, you know veterans clashing, in in a professional ring and seeing it happen mm-hmm. in TNA, I was really happy about it and. I, I love the match overall, and I got to give kudos to both of them. They did a great job selling it, you know, in and out of the ring. That's for sure. My number three, this is the beginning times of NWA <laughs> TNA. That is when it was AJ Styles versus Jerry Lynn versus oh. Loki versus Psychosis 2005 yeah. for the X Division title. That match, wow. Especially you have low key and psychosis there, Jerry Lee, and this is this is where a lot of American style and luchador style was really all mixed, all in one. Mm-hmm. That match itself, you, if you could go back and watch it, I would recommend it, ladies and gentlemen. Go to the back to those early days of 2005 as well. Incredible, I loved it. It was, whew, I can't get enough of seeing. Um, Low key, especially man. I, I was a big fan of low key in yeah. because of TNA, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was happy for him to, you know, when he went to the NXT brand when it was that time, um, before it became actual NXT when it was that you know competition. And then yeah, him speaking on SmackDown, Cabal, right? Yeah, Cabal, yeah, Cabal. Cabal. Yeah, I was expecting. I was. I had high high hopes for him. Yeah. But I guess they didn't feel that way. They didn't feel the way. Yeah, they didn't feel mm-hmm. that way. They didn't feel the way. They didn't feel yeah. <laughs> All right, number two. Of course, this is the most famous one that everybody knows. That, my God, I think another one that, you know, I feel that it's, it's I think it's most talked about, but I haven't heard it for quite some time. And that is when it was Turning Point 2004, America Most Wanted versus Triple X. Cage match. Yeah. Yep. That's yep. That cage match. Of course. Uh, oh my God. Elix Skipper doing. Oh my God. Thin <laughs> ass that spot right now. Right. Just that thin ass bar. Another guy. Yeah. Oh my, you don't he know. walks up and he just does it. <laughs> oh. I was like, oh my God. Like, this was going to eat shit. I was like, when I saw him walking, oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. That match, I believe, I'm not sure if I'm wrong. I mean, I'm not quite sure if I'm wrong or not, but I think that was like one of the top five or top three um, in PW in PWI Pro Wrestling Insider 
matches of the year, the 2000. Yeah. yeah, it has to be. I mean, just overall the performances of these four individuals, man. You can't. I mean, and then that American most wanted finishing move. Oh my gosh! From yeah. the top oh, of the cage. No. Oh, oh my god! The stuff they were doing. Only if you had a ticket, right? <laughs> you know. <laughs> Jeez, oh, man. And the same thing with Alex Skipper, too. Like, he's so underrated. No one talks about Alex yeah. Skipper at all. I agree. How good he was. I agree 100%. I haven't heard anybody, nobody talked about Alex Skipper for quite some time. I wonder whatever happened to him. I always, like, try to, you know, look for my social media. What are you doing, man? I really, like, look, try to look for him and try to see what he's doing. I think he's, like, in a restaurant business. I think he does, like, a lot of, like, food and, like, managing. That's, like, the only thing. Cause that's the only reason why I... The only reason why I found the info is because his LinkedIn account. I can't find no social media. I can't find no Instagram, but I found that. I'm like, is that the same Elite like, Skipper in it? His picture popped out. And, yeah, that's what he's pretty much doing now. Like, just, like, managing, like, you know, restaurants and stuff like that. Like, he has, like, a lot of, like, that's pretty much his craft. Like, that's his career now, which is awesome. That he, you know, he found something after wrestling and he's, you know, working for his family and all. But, like Alex said, like, it's kind of, said that he's forgotten you think AEW or NXT would pick him up as like a backstage role you know and he never and he never did oh yeah I uh totally agree with that I, I mean I would have picked him up in an instant for him oh, yeah. to be like a backstage role or an enhancement coach just because it's uh I could tell you that he's kind of reminds me of Norman Smiley but you're yeah. you give me like more of that but at that era like the 2000 eras I, he kind of yeah. reminds me of that. And, you know, I think it's, if he was given that opportunity, I wish that his career wasn't short. I, yeah. think, he, I think he would have been a former TNA or, or yeah. a TNA champion if he was. I, I don't, did he ever become the exhibition champion? I don't think he ever did, right? I think maybe. I'm not, I, I think can't, so. I'm not sure. I could picture him winning it. I mean, you think he would win it at least once. Right. Yeah. That's a good question. It's like, did he ever, ever won that championship? I don't think he ever did. Let me look it up right now. Let's see. No. I don't think so. No, he no, he never did. He never oh. won a championship. Let's see. Yeah. Oh, wait. No, wait. Hold on. He was a tag team champion and a yeah, and, and, and um, won the, uh, the World Cup X with Saban okay. and Daniels and Jerry Lynn. I mean that's okay. it, but not but never like an individual title. No. Damn. And, and he's an action thing. figure. Yeah, he does have a, a couple action figures, I think. Oh man, well, I'm pretty sure those are rare to find. Rare. Yeah. Fine. Unless you guys already have them. No, uh, <laughs> so I yeah. Oh, you know? <laughs> no, I have it. I think loose, but yeah, I don't have it. Meant, meant I remember going. I remember going to. I remember going to KB Toys. And seeing those TNA figures, oh, was, oh man, they were so yeah. awesome. I just hope they bring him back, man. I hope so. I hope they bring Toys R Us and KB Toys back, damn it. We need it. They have to. They, it's a must. Yeah. I mean, they're seeing all these us, you know, collectors. They need to bring it back. Mm. <laughs> That's a must. For the people that don't know KB Toys, aside from Toys R Us, they were the best. Yes. Yeah. They were the best. I absolutely agree. And my number one. That is, is my favorite match. That is Unbreakable 2005. 
And that is AJ Styles versus Christopher Daniels versus Samoa Joe. Oh, X Division Championship. <laughs> yeah. That match. That. Yeah, I think that's not all for mine. Yeah, that's in my. <laughs> it has to be. Yeah, it has to be. It has to be, right? It I mean, I, I feel like that solidified the X Division, that triple threat mm-hmm. match itself solidified that title and made it more prestige. Mm-hmm. The insane moves that they've done, especially Small Joe after that course crew suicide dive. Uh, Christopher Daniel doing, you know, the, the famous, obviously, moonsault, uh, the greatest moonsault. And then AJ shooting star press, you know, from the top. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, my God. That match I can watch over and over yeah. and over. I love it. I, I love it. I love it. And, and the thing, too, as a kid, like, when I was, like, I don't know, I, was, I think I was probably, like, in the fifth or sixth grade. I remember telling Alex, like, from a child's perspective, you see Samoa Joe and you're like, that's not fair. He's a giant compared to his X Division. He's not a cruiserweight. Like, and then yeah. my house, well, he's not a cruiserweight. He's X Division. Like, what does that mean? Like, no one's, like, that big. And then when you see him, he's doing, like, cruiserweight moves. Like, the stuff he's doing, like you said, he's doing the flips and everything. It's ridiculous. Like, a guy that size is doing that at the time. Hell, yeah. Like, it was just amazing. And then, like, the ending, too, you know, AJ wins and, like, Christopher's, like, Daniel sold it so well. Like, he was shocked how he lost. Yes. And he had it in the bag, you know? <laughs> So like some of the best selling right there, you couldn't believe it. He had it. That's how, how competitive it was in that triple th- you know threat match. Oh yeah, man, yeah. definitely, brother. Hell yeah, that's I just that match itself, man. If you get if, yeah to all of the viewers and subscribers, if you not have not seen that match, YouTube yeah. that match. It's on YouTube. You can find it there. You can actually find yeah. the match yeah. on YouTube, and you will definitely enjoy it. I would highly recommend going from the beginning of 2002 yeah. all the way to like 2008 you know, six or so maybe yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah i would say like around there you know like but i think the yeah. best years was like oh like between 2002 to 2006 or seven i think it was like the yeah. best years for tna um especially the one they separated from nwa um mm-hmm. and also i mean remind everyone here as well that you know our truth two times ron killings Two times. Mm-hmm. So it goes it, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, he was he an was. NWA champion. So I mean it, it it was incredible to see. And to be honest, it was just going back and look at looking at these again brings a lot of great memories, honestly. I would literally order the pay-per-view. Yeah. Just to watch it. Mm-hmm. I you know, I wouldn't even try to like, you know, back at that time not try to even um get the black box or none of that. No, I'll buy it. I'm gonna be yeah. sure. Yeah, it's worse to buy. Because you know yeah. why? Because it was now the first time ever we were able to watch something different, different instead yeah. of WWE at that time. I began, I think during that year it was the ruthless aggression era, right? It was already going yes. transitioning yeah. to that time, right? So, not that I, I despise WWE at that time, but just I wanted to see something mm. different. Something oh, different my, yeah. yeah, something that caught my eye was when I saw the commercial. I'm like. Oh, you can order it live on pay-per-view. I'm like, what yeah. the fuck was this? <laughs> what is this? Yeah. And they're putting on WWE broadcasting, too. Yeah. I think they were trying to put it, yeah. They were. I think, was it on Spike TV, remember, right? Or was it, um, I don't remember. Was it USA or USA, maybe? Or that was Spike, was, you know? I think it, no, it was TNN. Remember oh, yeah, TNN. TNN. Oh, TNN. Yeah, yeah. you're right. Yeah. You're right. TNN, yeah. you're right. Before it became Spike yeah. TV, right? That was before. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay, I remember. Yeah, so this one, it was hard for me to do any honorable mention. So, I mean, I had to just 
how to choose these top fives. Because, I mean, there's so plenty more out there. It just... Oh, yeah. Hard to go buy each of them. You know, one of those years is hard to find. But I think, by far, this is my top five list. Mm -hmm. So now I'm going to choose... Richard, let's, let's go, Richard. Let's see what you got. Oh, okay. <laughs> cool. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to start, like, you know, Alex and I, really quick introduction to it. When, you know, you probably remember, I, mean, when it was like, I think it was, like, the $10, like, weekly pay-per-view. They're doing a thing. Yeah. Was, like, I think it was, like, a weekly thing. Yeah. Like, every week was, like, a pay-per-view. And that's how Alex and I discovered it. I think at the time it was, like, in the Fox Sports Network and FSN. Like, I don't know, mm -hmm. DirecTV. It was probably, like, Channel 600 or something like that yeah. at the time. I remember watching it, and I think right away, my dad, the reason why my dad bought the beer because I think it said featuring Dusty Rhodes. And we have to buy it. And then I saw Shark Boy. I'm like, who's this guy? And I saw Abyss and AJ Styles. And right away, we were hooked. And we had, we had a fight somehow yeah. on TV. Yeah, Jeff Durr. Raven. Raven. So some, when we saw the pay-per-view, like, we have to find it. And Alex Alex was always a whiz on the on the cable box finding it. And it was like channel some, like 500 and IFSN network. And we got hooked. Let's start in that year, especially 2006. Alex and I, I think I was in the sixth grade. Alex was in the third grade. We saw the toys, so I'm going to show off a little bit. This Hell is hitting stores yeah. all across. Of course, I had to get AJ and uh, Samoa Joe. This is hitting all over, like, Alex and KB toys, Toys R Us. I remember watching, you know, Toys R Us walking in. And I knew about, when I, we discovered the pay-per-view at the, around the same time these came out, I was like, what is this? Like, like you said, it was something different, you know? I, Alex and I were a little after WCW, so this is our WCW. This is our alternative, you know? This is, yeah. like, something different. Like, we want to – and we were telling people, you got to watch this. Like, this is something amazing. Jeff, this is jerk named Jeff Jarrett that, you know, pretty much bought the company, made him some champion, and then you have some kind of mask that's, like, a kind of like a different version of Kane. You the know, monster, this. Yeah. yeah, he's a monster. And then you have Raven who's coming back, like, it was best of both, both worlds of old talent and new talent coming alive, you know? And by saying that, my number five is going to be, against all odds, 2006, Christian Cage becomes his dreams after 12 years in the wrestling business, NWA champion defeating Jeff Jarrett with the oh, kill Oh, yes. Yes, love it. Yeah. I had to do right away. I remember seeing the little promos and, like, Christian Cage is coming. Like, who's this? And... I don't know if you agree. I mean, I think he had like his best moments in 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 the uh, end of TNA. Like, I, I, like really killed it there. I agree. I definitely agree with you mm -hmm. because I feel like after he left WWE, went to TNA, he rebranded himself, he cut the hair, long hair. Yeah, he was you know, and honestly, if you notice his physicality, he was he got in shape while he was in TNA. Yeah, and he started doing all these moves out of nowhere, like. What, what, what's up with that? Like, I never, yeah, you, you've yeah. never done that in WWE. All you've done is a cross body, that's it. But I've never it. seen you do all a frog splash or do like the sky, mm -hmm. you know, like a sky high or like the yeah. kicks and the ropes. Like, he really evolved by like, when he mm -hmm. left and going in. TNA was the best, the best run for him as well, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. It, it, I mean, he was at, like at a moment, like always an edge of shadow, and then they weren't. They didn't see, you know, main event or world champion. There was that thing, you know, you, you were probably you probably read about it and Alex right away, like a duddy like talent was released. They made you champion right away. Like if Booker T came or anyone else, like they're trying to put the belt on you. And it kind of did that cage, but cage made it work. Like he yeah. was a hard worker and he wanted, you know, to be a champion. And I love the story was building up, you know, he's never won the uh, you know, 
a main event championship. He never won the world title. 12 years in the business. Did he do it? And, you know, he does his kill switch or done pretty or like they're both awesome names for his finishing move. And he, you know, gets his dream of becoming an NWA champion. Like, how, how do you not like, like that storyline and goes back to the and has success to get title? And it all happens because that root of him showing, hey, I could be a, a main guy, main player. And he did it with TNA, you know? I agree 100%. Definitely. Oh, awesome. And number four, this one too is history. Like you were saying, R-Truth defeating Ken Shamrock in 2002 for the NWA title, become, making history the first African-American, you know, champion. Like, yeah, how do you not like that too? You know, he was showing, I think when I was doing reading about it, he was doing promos, you know, there hasn't been, you know, an African-American champion. Like, you know, he was showing his frustration. Like, I'm going to, that's my motivation. I'm going to prove it. How he does it versus the world's dangerous man, Ken Shamrock. Like all the all the odds stacked against him, and he does it, you know, oh, which yeah. is amazing. You know, at the time there wasn't that many African American champions before him. It was just Ron Simmons and Booker T, you know, in, in WCW, and then he does it here in NWA. So his name will always be cemented in history with with Ric Flair and Harley Race, you know. And oh hell yeah! How can you Great. not like, like that? Valid yeah. point. Valid fucking point. Good shit. Yeah. Good shit. <laughs> 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 oh yeah, love it. Number three, you have to put Sting in. Sting, uh, yeah. <laughs> he made, he had a good matches whether it was on TV or a pay per view. Uh, th- I think this was just a TV match I was looking up where he faced. Uh, it was Impact taping 2006 versus Christian. So both of these guys were like in their prime. And how do you not like the Cage versus uh, Christian Cage versus Sting? Yeah. Yes, I, it was a great match. It was. It was a great match. I agree. Anything with those guys. Oh, yeah. uh, number C. Number two, I got 2008 lockdown. Fernando versus Samoa Joe. There you go. We had to. I think that's probably, I don't know if it's Alex's list, but it has to be. I mean, if I was doing a research, almost every website or every YouTube, you know, count. Kurt Angle is like on every, like, he's at least in two of them, on top 10. There was one list he was out of the 10 matches. He was like in five of them. That's the best, you know, TNA matches like that. Kurt Angle never had a, a terrible match. I don't think he ever did. And for him to be in multiple lists, it's it's just ridiculous how good he was. And I love it, too, because there was a stipulation in this match where Samoa Joe lost. He would retire and leave TNA and leave the wrestling business. So they had to add that, you know, to the cage match. But like you said, the best, it, was just, it was a great match overall. I think Kurt Angle, too, was the IWGP champion, too. Around uh, that time, right? Yeah, he was, but I think he, I think he dropped the belt right to Lesnar, I think, right after because, around, yeah. Um, I think around the time is when they had their feud when it was like winner takes all when I think Angle had all the belts, and, oh, including, yeah. including the IWGP uh, belt mm-hmm. at that time. Uh, so it is crazy how New Japan doesn't recognize Kurt Angle as the IWGP. That's champion. what I don't get. Yeah, because it's the way how they see it is, they see it as that was Inoki's brand. At yeah. that time. So you can literally say that the last champion was Shinsuke Nakamura because I think Nakamura was the last one to have it, I believe. I don't think Lesnar was the last one. Um, no, I think Nakamura yeah. was the last one. I, I had to go back and look at research it again, but they never, they, Toshida never considered that title relevant, adding it to, you know, and you know how like the old school one had all the, all the names. It didn't, didn't have yeah. Angle at all or Lesnar at all. It doesn't have that. <laughs> 
I know. That's really silly to me. I don't know how you don't put those two guys in there. Like, why, why would even whatever, like you said, the Noki thing, why wouldn't you want those two guys in your, like, your history yeah. of champions? Because like, that's I, just baffling I think, to me. They, I think at that time, they, if you notice at that time, they felt like it was it was just that felt was just disrespected, you know, because mm-hmm. Onoki bringing on MMA fighters into a pro wrestling world and making them champs, you know, he's like, yeah, of course, the, the, the community at that time was not happy about it. And that's why when he sold it, he sold it and he, Bushida bought it. And I guess they kind of want to tarnish that legacy and he created their, mm-hmm. you know, created their own uh, for the community itself at that time. So I, I think, I mean, that's just my opinion, but we should have a debate about that. Actually, we should actually have yeah. a, I have actually debate with Matt about each of them. That, you know what? That's a great idea. Good shit. Good shit. See, a lot of good shit, Rich. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Number one, I think we have the same pick, 2005. Unbreakable. Styles defeats Samoa Joe and Christopher Daniels for the TNA uh, X Division Championship. Yes. Like, yes. that's just, I think we said it earlier, just how great that match is. I think around yeah. that time, AJ had a great match. Of, I think those were like his best friends in all life, too. He said, yeah. Even he said, I think, in a shoot interview, he was like, I'll never have a boring or terrible match with Christopher Daniels, Kazarian, or Samoa Joe. Like, that's not that's not possible. Yeah. Like, how we click and link together. And it shows with this match. This is a perfect match. If you want to see, like, the golden age of TNA, you got to show any fan this match, and they'll fall in love with, the, with these three guys. And, you know, uh, I mean, I, I can't say anything yeah. more about it, like, how great it was. Oh, yeah, definitely. A hundred percent. If you want to introduce someone to the old school TNA, that's the match. That's, that's the, the match to see. You know, and yeah. I'm going to show that to Mike. I have to read, you know, show, hey, you got to watch this match, Mike. Yeah. I'm going to have to show it to him. Like, here, look, check this out. And I think yeah. going to have to. <laughs> any honorable mentions? Well, we don't have like, tough uh, I don't really have any right now. Yeah. That'll be it for me for now. <laughs> and it's kind of hard, right? Because, like, we have to go back yeah. like, to 2002. Like, I mean, I'm not even going to speak about 20, you know, after 2007. I mean, shit, yeah, after 708, there was not much anymore. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's true, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah I could probably a... think maybe, like, some Jeff Hardy matches are pretty good. Monty Brown was really entertaining. Yeah. But oh, other yeah. than that, yeah, I don't think even Monty Brown ever won a championship. I don't even believe he was a tag team or anything, right? You know, that's a good question. I don't think Monty Brown ever won a title. No, yeah, I, I think he, he competed, but I don't think he ever won a championship for it. Yeah, but the same thing with him. Like, what happened to him? Well, he remember, he, well, remember, he went to um, ECW. Yeah, yeah, ECW. Yeah, Marcus Cravon. Oh, that was horrible. But but after that, he didn't do anything. I think I he had like some personal issues. I, I I might be wrong, but I remember doing research on him too. I think he had like a family illness or something. Mm-hmm. So he just decided, you know, what, my family's first, and he left. Mm. business to you know cater to his family i might be wrong on that but i think that's what happened yeah misunderstanding um, yeah definitely yeah. all right so as we say best for last of course oh, okay. we gotta save you best for last brother brother alex okay so uh so let me do a little bit of storytelling real quick um as a kid you know i was you know rich and i we saw a lot of tna and my favorite wrestler was aj styles yeah. You know, in my opinion, he is TNA. AJ Styles is TNA. Yeah. You know, he was the guy that was X Division champion, and people cared more about that than the actual heavyweight title. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of people cared about AJ Styles. And, you know, 
when me and Rich, sometimes we used to wrestle in the living room. We had names and stuff like this. And I liked him so much that I'm like, oh, I'm going to copy his name. But I'm like, that's not creative. So my middle initial was J. So I thought, hmm, AJ. AJ Wave. So that was my name. <laughs> so AJ Wave was my name. And I got all that mostly from AJ Styles because I needed something cool because Styles was so cool. I thought the name was awesome. So Wave was like the second one that came popped in my head. So AJ Wave, all for AJ Styles. And uh, I know Richard's, Richard's name was RM Cool. And we had a tag yeah. team called Cool Wave. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's awesome. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it worked out because we we're like a hell yeah. Team, so so if we were ever wrestlers, that would be our, our tag team name for you sure. Guys, you guys should make a plum off of that. I would love to see that. We did like TikTok. hundreds of them. <laughs> yeah, we would like rehearse and write them down. Like, cool waves in the house. We're the best Cali team, and so on. Like, yeah, we had like our tag team titles. But the problem is. It was just me and him, so we were always going against each other. So we never yeah. really teamed as a tag team. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, I love it. I love it, but, man. Yeah, so, like, this whole list, I'll be honest, like I said, I'm AJ Styles, a big AJ Styles fan, so, you know, definitely this list is going to be a lot of him. But the first one, I have to start with Final Resolution 2005, the Ultimate X match between Styles, Petey Williams, and Chris Saban. Oh, oh my god, man. I forgot. Oh, Chris Sabin, too. Forgot about you know, and Petey Williams, Petey Williams, yeah, you know, those three guys, you know, were the face of the X division. You know, guys like those guys, Daniels, they pretty much, you know, brought X division to the top. And that match, you know, when he won the title, especially the way he won it, the title just drops and it lands on AJ Styles' hand mm -hmm. and he won it. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> So like oh, he yeah. that e like it was that it was that easy like it was so cool and like yeah so for me that match was crazy and I, I was a big fan of them. I mean all of them were I mean that's the good thing about TNA is they brought every wrestler from every type of style Japan strong style or luchador style you know anytime they, they brought so many wrestlers from different countries and different styles and that's what made TNA great that's what made it different from WWE you know and uh, so yeah so definitely. Picked that one as number five, Ultimate X match, final resolution, when AJ Styles won. So for me, that's number five. Um, number four, again, uh, same thing like Rich, Christian Cage, you know. Yeah. He gets cut, goes, joins TNA, and he wins the title. Um, as a fan, especially, you know, towards the end when everyone comes and, he, you know, all the fans are there lifting him up, and he has finally has that moment. You know, he's a world champion. I think, you know, everything was perfect. The storyline, the ending, the match was great. You know, that's something you could be in a movie. You know, like, you know, finally gets his moment. Yeah. And, you know, he, and it's not like he it was a short reign. He had the title for a while, you know. So, you know, and he was so successful. And that's the reason why probably he gave him a chance to become champion. Because he did such a great job that when he went back to Diddy, he was champion over there. You know, so, again, that's why. TNA, TNA gives people chances, you know, because Duddy won't give them chances. So they go in TNA and they'll give them the belt and to see what they can do with. And all of them became successful, you know. So again, I'll go with that one for number four uh, Christian Cage with Jeff Jarrett. Awesome, um, awesome. Number three, man, again, this is, <laughs> this is hard, but uh, man, 
I'm gonna go. Um, I'm gonna go with Jerry Lynn. Jerry Lynn versus AJ Styles. Uh, like you said, um, again, Jerry Lynn, in my opinion, very underrated. Never really gets talked a lot about. I mean, I'm glad that he's in AEW doing his thing, but I think every match he's had, he's always had great chemistry with everyone he's pretty much worked with. I mean, yeah. even the matches he had with AJ Styles, you know, guys, he had matches with Daniels. Like, they're always so great. They're always exciting to watch, you know, and, you know, in, in my opinion, he's very underrated, but that match was, you know, all his matches in the MTA were, five, in my opinion, five-star matches. They were so great. You know, yeah. so again, number three, I'll go with Jerry Lynn, AJ Styles. Um, number two, I'll go with, oh man, so hard. I want to go with uh, AJ Styles versus Christopher Daniels versus Samoa Joe. You definitely have to put that match, um, especially the chemistry they had, all three of them, Samoa Joe, Daniels, Styles. I mean, I remember buying their figures because those are like our favorites. I know Rich and I. Mm-hmm. You know, getting Samoa Joe, replaying that match with our figures. Um, again, I'll go with that one, number two. Um, number one, ah, uh, man, I'm going to go with, again, I'm going to go with AJ Styles <laughs> defeated Kurt Angle for the TNA Heavyweight Championship. Oh, my yeah. God, yes. That was a badass match, too. I remember watching that, Rich and I watching it. You know, the storyline, everything going, and, you know, he beats him. He goes front, top rope, does his front flip, lands perfect, wins the title. Christopher Daniels is there. Everyone's there. You know, the confetti drops. He has that title again. As a fan, I was like, oh, my God, he did it. AJ did it. He's the best. And as a fan, I was, oh, my God, I was freaking stoked. I was so happy. And, uh, yeah, so watching that. It was oh man, it was awesome. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> definitely AJ Styles number one for me. Uh, AJ Styles versus uh, Kurt Angle. Awesome, I love it, man. Hey, that I I fucking love it. I forgot about that match too. That match was actually great. That match was mm-hmm. insane just to see yeah. that. And because and that was just a dream match that I've been wanting to see. I want to see Angle AJ. And then when it happened, I was like, holy shit. I won't forget. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, I, I lost my mind when I saw that pay per view. Um, even like, you know who else too? I don't know if you get Addison on roll, but I I say I can say as well. Like, I think Jeff Hardy and AJ as well because we always yeah. wanted to see that. Like, because uh, you know AJ was your, you know, that's that's a flying high speed on high flying of TNA, and Jeff was still at his prime when he came over. I'm yeah. like. Oh man, that was another great match to say. And I mean, but this all I mean, would you I mean that number one overall? Yeah, you're absolutely right. I think that was like man, I think that was just uh the pinnacle of AJ's career, just going at it with someone like Kurt Angle, like a technical Kurt Angle. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Hell yeah. Definitely. I'm with you. Any honorables? Um yeah, I mean, I mean this was close, but I was going to put this as number one, but then I made a last-minute switch. But I, I was going to put Triple X versus America's Most Wanted, cage match. Yeah. Um, you know, again, Alex Kipper does. <laughs> but, oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that, man. Probably that, even, not even the match, just probably that little moment is probably yeah. the best one. Just him doing that move is crazy. You know? But, yeah, those are all my mentions. But, like, even, like, people and, and people are watching – Impact still does great stuff. If you look at Impact now, 
the matches they're putting, you know, the guys they have right now, they're doing the best work, in my opinion. I, I mean, you got guys, you got guys like Rich Swan, got guys got like TJP, you know, Josh Alexander, you know, who's yeah. a beast. And, you know, you got you Ace know, Austin is killing it, Ace Chris Austin. Bay. Yeah. You know, the, the talent they have there is incredible. Sammy oh, Callahan. Sammy oh, Callahan. I love Sammy. And, you know, Moves, then, you know, Moves is another one. You know, I, it, it's just an unfortunate that, I mean, I think what they're trying to, I mean, obviously they rebrand themselves. I mean, it's still, it's still impact. The name is going to go, ain't going nowhere. But as in what I mean by rebranding, like just like really switching the roster completely and just adding these pieces to it made a lot of sense. And mm-hmm. I'm not trying to give Don Callis' credit a lot, but also I want to give it to Scott Demore as yeah. well and, and Tommy as well from being involved because I know Tommy has that, you know, old mentality as well. Uh, I'm just happy that I might have to say that, and believe it or not, I mean, the Dixie Carter run was not the best when she took over. Yeah. wasn't the greatest. It was mm-hmm. like there was no direction, and it was it's the same how when you brought in Hogan and Bischoff. Yeah, you can't. They don't have the money to do, you know, what they wanted to repeat with WCW. Yeah. Uh, moving, for example, remember I don't know if you yeah, guys remember when they moved yeah. to. When they moved to Monday nights to try to compete with Raw at the time, yeah. like, why would you do that? Like, you don't have the the obviously you do not have the funds for it. You don't have that budget. Mm-hmm. There, I mean, I know that Bishop is a risk taker, and I respect him for it. Um, but I mean, it shows. I mean, it's just that the direction where it was at, it was, it wasn't. I don't know. It was like all over the place. You know? Yeah. It's like all over the place, and it, it's there's it's no leadership or anything. No, and then when Corgan came in, I know Corgan tried to you know adjust some things around, but that was another fallout too. But I can't blame him 100. percent I mean, it just he didn't have like the budget either. Everything was just went a shit disaster. And then when Jared did Global Force Wrestling, remember? And then when they, they merged it together. Uh, okay, they were trying something different. I mean, I did like the EC3s. So of course, the you know, El Patron yeah. was there. Lashley. Um, who else did we had? Uh, not Moose. Uh, what's his other? What's the other guy's name? Uh, King. Uh, King Mo. Uh, King Mo yeah. was there. I mean, it wasn't that bad. It was. It was. Yeah. I know they were trying to get up there. It's just. I think for me, the fallout is when they lost all their deals of the networks, like with Spike, <laughs> and then you know, it just. It and then they went out. to like different channels. Like I know they were in Pop, and then I know they were like in Destination America, which no one even knows what that channel is. Yeah. And then and then at one point, I think before they were at Axis, they were like at some hunting channel. Yeah. You know, so like, mm-hmm. you know, they were down for a while, but now, you know, comeback's real. I mean, the stuff they're putting out there. I mean, really think about it. Recently, you know, Duddy AW's picked up a lot of people from Impact. Ethan yeah. Page, Ty Vakery. You know, the Rascals. I mean, let's well, continue. Well, Taiwan's NXT. NXT, but I'm just, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but, but I, 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 I get what you mean, that WWE and, both and AEW. Both, yeah. 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 Well, yeah. I, I, I 100% with you. Yeah, hell yeah. I mean, that's one thing about that TNA Impact doesn't get much credit is that mm-hmm. a lot of these, you know, individuals, you know, make the names 
in that platform in TNA mm-hmm. Impact make the names for themselves for them to get picked up by you know WWE uh, or even New Japan. You know, yeah. New Japan is another one. AJ leaving TNA and went straight to New Japan. Yeah, Bullet like, Club. Yeah. Bullet Club, you know, was a Ring of Honor a little bit too, but Bullet Club more. And like, oh, you know, like within well, New Japan. Well, yeah. I mean, shit. I mean, that's the and one thing see- that. Yeah, well, I'm, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, no, I was saying, when you said AJ Styles, when he went to New Japan, you could just see the frustration. Like you said, when Dixie Carter and Hulk Hogan, Eric Bischoff came in, they were just kind of bringing that. It works at moments, but not, not if you want to get your company to that mainstream level where you're facing WWE, where you're actually competition, where you're bringing back like that nostalgia feel. Like it was bring back Kevin Nash and Booker T. That's not going to work all the time. Like I don't want to see Kevin Nash, you know, win you every week. No him. Yeah. And I, they weren't using their homegrown talent. Like, they no. did, but they were getting buried at the same time. Like, when, they weren't even having matches. AJ was saying at one point that some of these guys were, like, waiting. Like, okay, when am I going to get my shot? Am I going to wrestle or not? Like, no, here comes Ric Flair doing a, a, a promo for 10 minutes, you know? Yeah, you see, now, well, I'm gonna gonna, be a match. now, now I'm going to have to change the wallpaper because I just realized that I, you got to pay attention to mention it right now. The main, the, the, main, the, the main event mafia that Chris put, I'm like, yeah. oh, crap. I'm going to have to change it. I know. <laughs> And nothing that, wrong with them. Kevin is great and Booker T, but they had their moment, you know, and TNA has to, you know, use their talent. And it, it wasn't like that. I think they're worried about them getting shut down from the network. But hey, don't, don't you know, we, we have Hogan this week and we're going to bring Ric Flair. That's great. <laughs> but now you're competing in the 2010s and Duddy is still that machine that's steamrolling over all the competition during that time. Yeah. And I, mean, I think, I just think they didn't have faith in bringing their. Their talent. They should have just kept that, like you said, in around the 2002, 2006 era, where you had Styles and these guys, and slowly build. And I think it was kind of silly where you're saying that we're going to compete versus them. No, that don't. Just don't go. They were competing. What I think they moved to Monday night. Yeah. To, to yeah, you just said, why, yeah. why do that? Yeah. Like you said, why would why why do that? I'll just be your own thing, and you know, slowly you'll probably get there. But there's no reason to just go head first and fail, which they pretty much did. Yeah. You know. And Russo had a big hand. Alex and I hate when I say that Alex is a Russo fan, but Russo really screwed up a lot of that too. <laughs> he had a big part of that, and Alex knows that. I just, I, I just, no wrong. I know he made like some dumb decisions, a lot of them, but yeah, like, yeah, a lot. But <laughs> I just think, I just think he created, you know, he, he created, created attitude. Era. He created he was so cold. He created I mean, he did a lot of good things. He created the rock. You know, I just think he, he was misunderstood. That's what I think. I mean, there's certain aspects of was there because remind you during that time it was already dying out because in in, in the general public like the attitude was already it is dying out. You're getting introduced to the ruthless aggression era, mm-hmm. you know. So like 2002 and beyond, it was you had to watch what you had to say. You had to watch you know how you present yourself on national television. So you know. I'm pretty sure Russo was trying to figure out something for him. I mean, for it to kind of work and still had mm-hmm. that little attitude era, but it it's failed, unfortunately. It's hard to repeat itself. I yeah. mean, history does repeat itself, but you can't, you can do it, but not if you're going to do it every week. Like, people don't want to see that, you know? Yeah. Unless he was trying to recreate. Yeah. I mean, I don't know whose idea was a main event mafia, but. I ain't gonna lie. Yeah. I did actually enjoy it. It wasn't that bad. I did for a bit. Yeah. Yeah. I enjoyed it. I just said, uh, because it was like, okay, 
I want to see a feud with the old school versus the new school. All right, you're going to have, like, you have Sting, you know, Sting being a heel. You know, him being, like, he's a majority face for TNA, and then him becoming a heel, joining the faction pretty much. He's like a mixture of WWE, WCW there versus TNA. I mean, I would have done something like that, which I believe they kind of did, but it was only a short limit of time. Then you had Samoa Joe join later on. I'm like, so what's that? Like, no, like, it should have been just these individuals being themselves. Like, their NWO try to come and kill. I would have created something like a storyline like that. And um, that's what I kind of would have done with it and run with it and little by little kind of disappearing these individuals. Like, okay, finding all separate ways, you demolish it. TNA wins. De defeating main event mafia. Then Sting, go back to TNA. Screw it. I I'm TNA by, you know, my heart and soul is always TNA. Uh, mm -hmm. Shit like that, you know. Um, I Another one that I actually did enjoy was actually, we forgot about Bully Ray. Bully Ray's yeah, championship run. Yeah, he did. I was thinking about the Dudley boys, yeah. Aces and Eights. I think that Aces was, and eights, yeah. I, I enjoyed it. I had nothing. Aces and Eights was great. I mean, yeah, it kind of reminded you of the Disciples of Apocalypse, but, it, but no, this was a whole this is different. I mean, yeah, you had former WWE stars, but I it was great. I, I enjoyed it. Bully Ray's TNA run as a champion was enjoyable to me. Yeah, it was good. It was good. It was great to see him as a champion now. And then and Devon being besides him, like, yeah, don't worry, but yeah, you know, I'm with you. That's, that's awesome. It's awesome to see that. And then the storyline between before Devon joined joined Ace and Nates, remember that storyline, Bully Ray versus Devon, and then how he beat up his kids at that time when they were teaming, remember? Yeah. Oh my god, that was hard something. I was like, you were you handcuffed him, I think. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, those are the ones I can say I enjoy. You know, those are yeah, the, the moments, moments. You know, yeah. There's like diamonds in a rough here and there, but then like they're trying to, re like you said, recreate history when they bring back uh, where they did that kind of ECW reunion. Yeah, you know, yeah. it worked, but it was kind of like you're okay now. You're competing versus Diddy for the one night stand. Like we see what you're doing here. You know, and you're trying to get some quick money and some views, and it works. But then it's like, uh, yeah, I don't know. They had no direction from there after that. I think I think that's yeah. what failed them too. And I don't, I don't know if Tommy was involved in that. I'm pretty sure he was. Uh, but if he was involved in that, I think that was not the best move to do. Mm -hmm. Why recreate something that you guys did in 2005, right? It was the first one yeah. that WWE did, allowing yeah. Paul Heyman. I mean, why do that later on in TNA? Like, I, yeah. that should have never happened. Like, it should have just... Died in, you know, let it die in WWE. Why bring it back? Like, it makes no sense at all, mm -hmm. you know? So, yeah, I mean, what is, well, how else could we end? I mean, at least we can, we're ending it on a good note for TNA that, but without now impact, yeah, that it's, I'm glad that Scott Demore is there and everyone else is, it's involved. We're seeing I'm now New Japan getting involved because of Don Callis has a great relationship with, you know, Bushida letting them get involved, and hopefully we see NWA get involved in that picture, too, and AEW as well. I mean, the only thing that I, you know, I don't know if you guys agree with me, that I debate is, like, why have we not seen any impact talent in AEW? That's yeah. where I'm waiting for. Yeah. I'm waiting for that invasion. Yeah, me too. I'm yeah, waiting for that too. invasion. And, I've, and I'm hoping that it happens, you know, and people that are watching this, I mean, go back and you know, actually cherish this, these these greatest moments from TNA and, and Impact and currently now 
and support them because you know they're a whole different brand. They're not where they used to be at. Yeah, they're not. No. They're really trying to rebuild, and like Alex said, like they gave guys, you know, opportunity like Cage did, and they're doing the same thing with you know Callahan, and they did the same thing with Rich Swan, giving him the championship and giving him a run. And the best way I think just to describe that company throughout these years is kind of like the island of misfit toys. Mm, you know, they they, they had you know, and they were accepted, and they had free range and to do whatever they want. They needed that where Duddy didn't give them, or you know, maybe WCW didn't give it to, give them at the time. You know, you have these young guys coming in, but like right now, you have Ace Austin and you have uh, Chris Bay, but then you have like Ken Shamrock still hanging around helping these these guys. You have Tommy Dreamer still there helping these guys. The same thing back then. You had AJ Styles and Loki and Petey Williams, but then you had you know Kevin Ash kind of trying to mentor them, or a perfect one is Kurt Angle. You know, tell you know, showing them, hey, this is how you do it. You know, to be on the top of the mountain. Look what AJ is at now. You know, you have some of the some of the old wrestlers, some of the new wrestlers, and just it makes for a great company. But you know, we all know, like we were just talking about, just bumps in the road. You know, and there's some backstage, you know, bad movements. Like another moment, I just thought when New Japan was with TNA, that whole deal pretty much went down the toilet. When they, when they had Okada, I think, at one point, and they didn't do anything with them. I think they had uh, Nakamura, too. And yeah. New Japan was upset because they were pretty much burying the talent. I think they, they gave uh, Okada the what, the Green Hornet uh, Bruce Lee gimmick, and that they said, screw that. We're taking our talent back. Yeah. You they, know? Ju- they dropped the ball on that. They dropped the ball a lot. Yeah, they There's jumped- some moments that are very – that's what kind of buried the company. And whose idea was that? Was it, Russo? <laughs> was it Russo? Tell me, it was, was it Russo? Russo. I, 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 I'm not going to argue with you guys. I know, like, he met, uh, there's a lot of things he did. It was bad. Company. But, you know, the Hills had good moments, too, you know? It's good, but. Yeah, and I, for another guy, I was looking right now. I forgot Rhino was NWA champion at one point, too. Yeah. He's Rhino another did. guy. He, he will go down in history as a champion. Like, how crazy is that? You know, he he, he, he was a main eventer at one point. Yeah. Agreed. He had a good Agreed. run, too. And he has a good run now coming back, you know. Yeah, I I, I definitely yeah. agree. I'm I'm researching to see who it, what uh yeah Okada I just was, saw but the, uh, but um other than that, what I'm looking here too as well that I I totally forgot. And I just mentioned earlier when it, like Skipper is about the world the the the, the TNA X World Cup. I think that was like yeah. for me one of my favorites yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah. It's so underrated. No one talks like about that. Yeah, like. Yeah, you know, Garza. Oh my God! Hell yeah. yeah! And then you you had um you know Aguila. You had uh yeah. I think the uh, uh, Beatsmo, rest in peace. Uh, you know the OG one. Uh, just Shocker. a lot of yeah, Shocker as well. That was another underrated like tournament that I enjoyed because it was Mexico, Canada, Japan, and USA. It was awesome. Uh, it was awesome. I actually enjoyed those as well. Um, and then right there too, they dropped the ball on the relationships there. Uh, because that was a connection there. Three, I think it was Triple R CML. That's what I'm trying to remember who what, what promotion was. Triple R, I think. Triple R, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was Triple R. Or you don't know. No, you don't know. I think it was CML. CML, right? Nick Shocker was in CML. I don't think it was oh, ever. Oh, yeah. You're right. Yeah. You're right. You're right. So it will probably have CML and then, yeah, and New Japan. And, yeah, and uh, obviously they had their own Canadians. Oh, Team Canada, another one. Robert Moore, yeah. Oh, I, was, I love it. Hell yeah. Bobby Roode, yeah. Uh, and yep, Eric Young. Yeah. Oh my God. Was, but again, too, like that's why Impact is 
he's doing so well because you have guys are still there, like Pete Williams is still there, James Storm is still there. You know, Sanjay Dutt too. Sunday, yeah, I remember yeah, Sanjay Dutt. Jay Lethal. Yeah. Sanjay. Oh yeah. yeah. I forgot about Sanjay Dutt. Yes, yeah, Sanjay. Lance Hoyt. Yeah. Lance Archer now. Yeah. yeah. Shark Boy. Lance Hoyt. Uh, Kid Cash was there for a while too. Remember, I think Kid Cash, Kid Cash. was there at one point. Kid Cash was there. Oh, even Shaw Woman when he was there too. X-Pac. Yeah. yeah, when he was there. Um, what else could we say? Japan, I mean, uh, Matt Morgan. Sanat, Sanat, yeah, Matt Morgan Matt was there. Orlando, Orlando Jordan was there. Uh, New Japan's uh, Sonata was there when he was yes. X-Division champion. Yeah. He had a good run there. He had a good run, But even, yeah. like, guys now, like, like, yeah. like, Impact is signing some really good guys now. Like, even, like, like, Macklin. Like, I'm really excited to see what he's going to do in Impact. Who is, I, I think, think he's he going to do a great job. I, I think... Him going to Impact, I think it's it's a right move because he has that charisma. Yeah, that he was not allowed to use in WWE. In NXT, yeah, and NXT either. He has that, and I feel and he's I, gonna do a great job. And Impact's gonna give him that opportunity to, to do, you know, for him to do his thing. Yeah, it, it is like look at look at I mean W Morrissey. I mean look at Big Cass. I mean he looks in great yeah. shape. I think he will be another great. Uh, star in impact but the only thing i pray for that knock on knock on wood for him is stay healthy don't yeah. don't tear no muscle in the bottom below how he did yeah. what I, you know how he messed up with you know when against enzo on i don't i don't want to see that no no i i, I don't want to wish bad for him, which i'm not so i'm knocking on wood like mm, if he yeah. stays healthy and continues to dominate how he's dominating i'll see him have a good run yeah he's gonna have a good run he could be a great world champion he could and we can see what he can do solo yeah you know yeah. Hell yeah. He doesn't need like a my he doesn't Enzo. need like an Enzo. No, like no disrespect <laughs> to Enzo, you know. Doesn't need no, an great Enzo. Mike. Yeah. Great am I, but I mean I think just them by themselves could do great. Oh yeah. Them by themselves could do great. So I, I'm loving this roster by far. I mean, even when like was like how okay, we, we forgot about like like I said, EC three, another one, a great EC3? one. EC three. Yeah. How he left, you know, and left WWE and then made himself EC three, you know. And great, great run that he had, great feuds that he had with. He was kind of like a similar version of kind of like MGF. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I like love MGF. that. I love that. Great analogy of that. Great fucking analogy. Hell yeah. You're absolutely He was like right. the MGF of uh, TNA. Yeah. With what's yeah. his face? With Spud. Which is, yeah. Uh, Rockstar Drake, Spud. Yeah. Yep. Drake Maverick. Oh, there you no. go. Yeah. That was a great, another great one there too. And, um, it was so much good. It was see, it was a lot of good things of TNA. And I, yeah. <laughs> you, I, I go watch it. TNA so much. Now. I want to go back and watch those clips. Yeah, I want to go back and actually go watch those clips. Shit, man, those were really good. I mean, well, even, even oh, go ahead. oh no, I just real quick. I, I I keep on forgetting. I'm trying to think. The women's division. Oh yeah, they were ahead of for the women's revolution. Gail, oh them. my hell yeah, Gail Kim. I'm Angelina happy. Love. Yeah, the beautiful Love. people. The beautiful people, yeah. Mickey James. Mickey James as well. James. Victoria was killing it there as Tara. Yeah. Hell yeah. Even and um, Mr. Smocker. Yeah. Yeah. Even Awesome Kong. Awesome yeah. Kong was amazing awesome there. Awesome Kong, yeah. yeah. And um I'm trying to remember who else was really great over there. I mean. There was more. I'm like, yeah. There was more. I know there's more. Uh, I wish Mickey James' run was, would have been better, though. I mean, yeah. she, she was doing great over there, but. Oh man, if we don't, if only we knew, like, 
oh shit i'm trying to go back to the tna ones like oh, who was it in women's roster too that i'm trying to remember but even like now too though this is pretty is good now oh yeah the early stages of rosemary i enjoyed and yeah and even right mm-hmm. now currently diana even tessa blatcher's run as well even I, I know people bash her to be the first woman to win a men's title, but who gives us? She made history. Yeah, so I liked be. it personally. I liked it. I mean, I yeah, problem, who cares? Yeah, I didn't if care. Santina Morella could go to WrestleMania and win a Santina, then she can, you know, win a men's title because that was terrible. But oh, yeah. this is and this is what and people say, oh, you know, oh, it doesn't seem the matches that she put with all those guys, especially when she was Henry, it made you believe like she could do it because. All the matches were freaking awesome. I don't think she's ever had a bad match, especially when she was champion, even her run trying to get the title. I think all her matches were great, and that's what kind of made it like, oh, you know, we can see it because she's, she can hang in there with those guys. Yeah. You know? I, I think that's why people put it down. And it's like, no, man. Like, her matches speak for herself. And not only that, if you think about it, they were the only promotion that were doing intergender matches. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? That's true. That's yeah. another thing that is most exposed in national TV. Like, yeah, no one ever thought of that, you know. So they broke those barriers, you know, and that's why I love Scott Demore and Callis for them to take over as executives because they kind of knew they had need to go this direction and find a different way to, you know, up, you know, revive the brand. And they did a, I feel yeah. that they're doing a great job now and getting and then the roster with the women's too. I mean, now we see now we're seeing more in like Jordan Grace. We saw her. Having yeah. intergender matches, I think she won the X Division title one time, right? He just recently, well, well, no, it, it didn't count, it, right? It didn't count. Oh, that would have okay. been dope. okay because he's but, like, because it's like, I didn't agree to it, like, we didn't agree to a title match. That's oh. pretty much, yeah. I think it was Raju, right? Yeah, 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 right. He was, I love that, I love that guy too. Man. He's awesome, 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 too. guys. Like, you need, but then again, like, you have guys like Cam and guys like, like Johnny Swinger. Oh, oh yeah, and then, yeah, you know, uh, it was a fire and flavor. Oh man, Kira yeah. Hogan, Titan Tasha Steels. I mean, this women's roster is stacked too, man. I feel I, I have a and I have a feeling that Chelsea's ring is going to show up eventually, and she will. And yeah, I, I, I and I think she's, I think she should be like how she was planning to be on NXT, be herself, not with that. Lipstick. I, I, I loved it, yeah. don't get me wrong. I did enjoy it, but I just hope that she comes with more aggression. Like, Rooster's aggression. Like, I want more some of that. <laughs> um, they have – Impact has the opportunity. Like, they could pick up the Iconics right there. Build up your tag team division. Why not? Billy Kay and Peyton Royce, get them. Why, might as well. They fit perfectly in Impact. To build the women's tag team, you know, division. Mm-hmm. Uh, why, you know, and the, I think they would fit perfect. And alongside with Emma, you know, with, with Tino Dashwood, that's a great yeah, faction yeah. there, you know. Uh, and then them picking up uh, Rachel Ellering. See, yeah. and, and, and yeah. then imagine Chelsea Green. So you have a, you know, that's another trio that what's going to happen. And Jazz, too, is in there. Yeah. Jazz is, you know, she's the coach. She's more the backstage role. And I'm happy yeah, for yeah, her. Yeah, she's doing great there. Doing great, phenomenal work. So, I, you know, you could say right now that, you know, like I said, we said we've been saying it right now. Impact is doing a great job, and it sucks that the numbers ain't there of what they want. But it's you know they just they need that. I feel in order for them to get that, they need to have 
impact talent go to AEW. Yeah. yeah. I think they need that. Try it out. Test those waters. See, like, if they could give a, get a more recognition on another, another you know, platform, you know, a TNT. You never know. People might be like, oh, shit, I'm gonna, now I want to tune in here. You know? Yeah. That's what I want to see. We'll wait and see. But now, ladies and gentlemen, yes, let's go to the wheel and see what's the next top five coming up. Let's, let's find out. Let's see. And, of course, we will have the Modest Brother joining us for that for sure. So let me go ahead and share my screen for a moment here. There we go. Ooh. We should sign. Ooh. Ooh, with AEW. With wow. AEW. Okay. Nice. That's okay. I like that one. So All that's right. independent talent, right? Yeah. Oh, I'll have fun with this one. Yeah, this is, it's going to be fun with this one. Me and Richard have, we talk about this so much. Like, oh, he should go to AEW. He should go to AEW. Yeah, oh. there's so many guys right now. Look at my head. Yeah, oh, man. Especially guys, especially in California. There's a lot of guys. Oh, yeah, there's a lot. Yeah, there's a lot. But the thing is, I mean, the thing is, too, I mean, like I said, I, I love AEW, but they're oversaturated. Of the yeah, it's too, many, too many people. To, and they said they weren't going to do that, and they're doing that. There's too many. Yeah, I mean they're doing you know they're doing it now and they're it's doing like, what WCW is doing pretty much. Yeah, it's just not. Um, I think they're playing it safe. I me, uh, I think they're just doing it for the name brand. I think just the mm -hmm. name, just the talent name for it. The biggest question is, what are you gonna do with them? You have so mm -hmm. much. Yes, I know you have now Friday Rampage, but we have to see what you're gonna do. What is it like? You only gotta have one hour to do a show. Can you do it? Yeah. Can you bust a championship wrestling from Memphis and or Hollywood? Can you do that in an hour? Bust matches yeah. like that quick? It could be, but it could doable. But yeah, I don't know. It's a, it's a tough call. That one is a tough call. We're gonna do like uh, some CML style six versus six in oh, yeah. best out of three or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> put everyone in the card. But there's right? so many, but then you have Rampage and East have Dark Elevation too. So that's three programs right there. Yeah, definitely. No, I agree. Tons of, it's just top five. Top five who should who should sign with AW. All right. That's a good one. That's a good I one. Have, yeah, there's so many names. Yeah, there's so many names. I mean, like, I, what, I would, what I would like to do is more dissect it, like, remove their whatever roster they have now and, like, who I feel will be a better fit in, in, that, in that roster. Like, I'll dissect some of them and like get them out of the way and then add these better that will fit on, I think, perfect when they them. Lance Storm, Shannon Moore, Carlito. Uh, I'm stuck in the roof of the <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm so stuck over there. <laughs> oh, man. But there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for tuning in here on Top 5. Uh, this is week. This is for week 61. So this is going to be uh, – Obviously, before we let you guys go, do not forget to check out our brothers from another mother's, the other kings of California podcasting as well. As they're going to have a special episode coming out Friday, ladies and gentlemen, Friday. Mm -hmm. And let them know, Alex, let them know, Richard, what's coming out Friday. 
Yeah. Um, so this is a project that we've been working on for a while, and it's something that, you know, even the start of the podcast, we kind of had this idea where, you know, like, I speak for myself, but like, I know for him too, but I've always wanted to do short films, always want to do documentaries. The question is, I never knew to do them on, you know, and, you know, and for us, you know, wrestling is what we love. And, you know, and, and the reason why we started this podcast is to push guys that want to go to the next level, want to make it to the big stage. Mm-hmm. And Gino Rivera is like, in my, in our opinion, I think Richard Guzami, he's one of the hardest working guys out there. You know, when it comes to it, no one does it better than him, you know, match-wise. Um, even the way he does, you know, with merchandise, you know, yeah. everything he does to help the promotion. I mean, if you really look at it, every booking he, he does, he always goes to the top with promos and, and promoting it. And everything he does, you know, with a promoter, you want someone like that. It's going to help you. And he does mm-hmm. it all with merchandise, promos, and everything, and match. You know, in my opinion, he's the hardest working guy. And, uh, you know, and, and, and like I said, I want to do something with documentary. So we're doing a day in the ring where you do, we're going to document what it's like for a wrestler in a day in the life. And in this one, episode one will be on Gino Rivera. Mm-hmm. And it's pretty much going to document what it's like, what he does in a day in the ring. So it's going to show the beginning all the way to the end, you know, before and after, you know, and things that you don't get to see behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. You know, there's probably times where you might lose a bag or something happens on along the way. You know, there's always something hiccups that go along going to your match. So definitely just a lot of these things happen and you're going to see it. So behind the scenes and the day in the ring of Gino Rivera episode one, and it's, you know, doing this, filming this, and it's been a really great experience. It's been awesome. <laughs> it's a great experience. And also, well, yeah. thank you to Gino uh, for allowing us to do this. And also yeah. to Adam Ginsberg of the West Coast Wrestling Company that actually gave us the permission to do this and to film it on the, on his promotion. Uh, Gino Match was at the West Coast Wrestling Company. Um, so thanks to Adam. Thanks to everyone that was involved and uh, part of this uh, documentary, and uh, it's gonna make you cry. It's gonna make you feel bad. It's gonna, yeah. it's ups and downs, but you know, it's a great, it's a great project. It's a great video. And uh, again, Gino Rivera is hardest working guy, best wrestler right now. That's not signed, and you know, hopefully in the future it gets signed because, you know, yeah. he definitely. He's just a great person, great guy, you know. And Alex was, Alex was saying. Am I good? Or? You're good. Okay. <laughs> like I was just, sorry, I was lagging. Like I was just saying, you know, Gino has such a great story where he hit ups and downs. So you get to know a little bit of his personal life, you know, some of the things he was battling and kind of the new light, you know, he has family and, you know, he's talking to, you know, some of the things that haunted him from his past and, you know, things he's trying to, you know, like he was telling me and Alex, you know, behind the cameras, I'm just trying to do things, you know, right and I want to accomplish my dreams and I want my family along the ride you know and you can see that you know he's a real genuine person he was nothing but a gentleman to both of us anything we wanted any time of the day he was always there for us and same thing with Ginsburg too the West Coast Wrestling Company is a really it's a company's rising in SoCal so that's a company you have to really watch out on him at oh, yeah, the whole process was nothing but just I don't know nothing but a dream you know it was just he made it smooth for us and it was just Awesome to be part of it. 
That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. And then, would you put you know about your top five who should AEW should sign? Oh, oh yeah, definitely, definitely. definitely. You know, he, a lot of people forget he was with Danny Limelight. You know, they were a tag team, and Danny's doing great things. But this guy is just like Danny. You know, he can do it all. He can talk, and he could wrestle, and that's the guy you really want in your company. Yeah, definitely. And definitely. also, you know, with him, you know, you know, he's around like he's about five seven, but when he's on the mic, it sounds like a giant's talking. Yeah, you know. Yeah. And no one projects like he does. No one does what he can do. And, yeah. you know, and, and also this documentary, you know, it also explains that every year before COVID, he was in Duddy doing, you know, extras, you know, being an extra, you know, he even had a match in 205 Live. And he pretty much explains where, you know, every year I've done it, but, I, you know, all I need is pretty much a contract. You know, yeah, every year I've done everything in Duddy. You know, every year I've always done something in Duddy every year. And... What's next? You know, now I need a contract now. You know, I've done everything that you can do as an extra and now I also had a match in Duty. Now I he just needs that contract. And yeah. I definitely he deserves a contract. 100 percent yeah, yeah, definitely. He does. I mean, seeing his matches, you know, besides mm-hmm. some championship, but you know, in other promotions that he's done, the guy has it all. It's just like oh, yeah. it's just the question is you know, why it has not happened yet. You know, we've yeah. seen mm-hmm. it from you know, from Jake Atlas, who's been signed, you know, from obviously, yeah. um, you know, Danny Lyman's on his way to being signed. I mean, we already know it's already coming that AEW will sign him soon, hopefully. We, you know, right now, it's just, we never, we don't know how the outcome mm-hmm. will be. And especially now with the, you know, with now the, the doors are opening now, crowds are being allowed in. So mm-hmm. it's, we have to, we, we see how... The world reacts and the one thing we're all we're waiting for here too that we barely just getting the taste of it is you know how you said rich that right like right now like socal has you know one of the best promotions that are coming up right now up and coming right that i once it's fully it fully allows it so the doors open a lot more crowds like ourselves will be attending mm-hmm. and going to these events and seeing and you know and hopefully some of a scout from either promotion can go one day one day over there Heck, even mm-hmm. someone from like New, New Japan Strong, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah. You know, Shibata could go over there and Shibata could go over there. And, hey, I'll take him. You know, so mm-hmm. I'm hoping for the best of Gino and I'm looking forward to seeing that documentary. I will be having my tissue right next to me, so I'll be ready to cry. Yeah, be ready. <laughs> I'll be ready it's, to it's, cry. It's, 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 it's great. You're not going to want to miss it. it it's, it's really um, just being part of it and doing it. You know, it's, it's been amazing. And, yeah. Uh, Again, thanks for Gino, and uh, and just confirming, you know, after this, once the documentary airs, you know, stay tuned because he will be in Circuit of Bait pretty soon. Yeah, he will be. He yeah. definitely will be, and I'm gonna have a nice conversation with him. I'm gonna be looking forward <laughs> to speaking to him about it. And also on Saturday for them, ladies and gentlemen, for all you SoCal <laughs> pro wrestling fans as well, Saturday around the area, of course, the Marzipanes will be at Jimmy's World Order. July 10th, Saturday. Do not miss it. Give them the hours. What time are you going to be there? And what are you going to be having in store for all the SoCal <laughs> Pro Wrestling fans? Uh, well, yeah. you want to go for it? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so AJ Wave and Arm Cool will be at JWO on July 10th from 2 to 5 p.m. And if you want to come... Atlantic Boulevard. Atlantic Boulevard, you want to come go get some t-shirts for five bucks. <laughs> or go get us some action figures. 
that's definitely a place to be. You know, if you want to <laughs> come and give me a chop or you want me to chop you, that's totally fine too. We could do that too. Um, you know, and, me, I'll uh, give you a handshake. <laughs> I'm not, not, don't ask me don't ask me but yeah definitely come check it out July 10 from 2 to 5 at JWO we're going to be selling uh, t-shirts um, so many action figures uh, wrestling figures lots of action figures you know and such great prices so definitely come check it out at JWO it's going to be exciting we're going to have a good time and definitely come it's going to be awesome that's our, yep that's it's going to be great we're there and then also the next day Sunday uh Leo Rush would be there, so a great yeah. weekend for us events. Oh, absolutely. Two days in a row, you guys will be in JWO for sure. I can oh, yeah. definitely, definitely. So make sure you guys go and attend, ladies and gentlemen. And also subscribe to our brother's channel. All the description will be right below in the video. And also all their social media platforms will be right below. Follow them on Twitter, the Championship on the Line podcast, Instagram, Championship on the Line yeah. podcast. Uh, we're, we're, waiting, we're waiting for Facebook, man. We're waiting. We're Facebook, yeah. No one we uses Facebook, man. Apple Podcast. But yes, on YouTube. You can find them on YouTube as well. Subscribe to the YouTube channel as they have the great, incredible interviews they have. And the recent ones that I love was the Howdy Price and Anthony Idol and Jordan Clearwater. Man, great, yeah. great interviews. Yeah. It was like by far the great. And also, besides for us, they do. MMA and boxing for all you mixed martial arts fans and, and professional boxing fans. Mm -hmm. They have one of the greatest boxers on and upcoming rising stars in, the, in both yeah. of the sports. Yeah. And so you all make sure you tune in and also tune on, find them on Spreaker, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, all your social audio, audio platforms, mm -hmm. podcast world. So make them make sure subscribe. And also subscribe to Circle of Bait. Okay, you watching this? <laughs> yeah. Subscribe to them. You're watching this video. You're already, you're already here already. Right there. All you have to do is just press it and subscribe. And you get all the videos, all the notifications, everything. Every time Circle of Bait drops something, you get notification. So please subscribe to Circle of Bait. It's AJ Wave telling you. So please go subscribe. Thank you. There you go. See, there you have it. Because we hear the Degeneration West, the kings of California, here that running California, here in the West Coast. That's what we do right here because we are circle of champions. Because we are the circle of championships. That's right. But thank once again, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for tuning in. And we will see you on Friday morning for our episode 62. And also don't forget to tune in right after to the Championship on the Line podcast for that documentary of Junior Rivera. You don't want to miss it. Thank you so much for watching. Till the next one.